Welcome back, guys. Episode 12 of the Lockout Podcast. We've got a bit of a different crowd today. The boys are... Uh, Ale's just pissed off to Europe. He's had enough of us. And Lucky, um, man. Yeah, Matisse has, has got sick. Everyone's getting the flu, so... That's how it is these days. Yeah, everyone's sort of out. But we've got two very good replacements. We've got Carol on my left and uh, Daniela on my right, aka Dan, but we might not call him Dan because that could get very confusing. Too many Daniels. Way too many Daniels. Yeah, There's, exactly. <laughs> there was three Daniels in the office about an hour ago. It got very confusing. Yeah. <laughs> you can never have too many. No, you can't. You can't. But uh, how was everyone's week off? No Formula One over the weekend, but... Um, yeah, didn't know what to do with myself on Sunday night. It is Just, a bit like that, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. If you don't have a race to watch, you get to bed at a normal time in Australia and then you're at work on Monday and... Counting down to the next one. That's it. Don't know about you, Carol. Yeah, it was good. I just went back into some old reels of um, Verstappen, Saints, and all those boys karting, which is oh, quite yeah, interesting. Back in the day. Yeah. yeah, you know, they're sliding around, you yeah, know, going yeah. through their S's. It's absolutely brilliant. And you can kind of see how the, you know, they got their makeup to what they are now, which yeah. is really interesting. Mm. Um, and then I watched a bit of Ted's Notebook as well, which is, I always find that because he's really pushy. Yep. He wanders into the garages when he shouldn't. And, yeah, you know, asks iconic. all the quirky questions. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I saw a video that popped up on Reddit. Um, it just collated like all the old footage of all the drivers currently on the grid when mm. they used to kart. And it was so cool. And like the interviews, I think it was this interview of um, Gasly yeah. when he was, he looked like he was about 10 years old. And just <laughs> that, that was so unmedia trained <laughs> and it was, yeah, hilarious. Yeah, it no, it's really see. good. Like yeah, the same boys, they're just playing in bigger toys these days. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, that's exactly it. Like yeah. they still have no fear. Yeah, you know, so. and they all still look the same. Like they yeah. all <coughs> carried their look and their sound to where they are now. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, and uh, I don't know if you guys. Uh, one of my well, one of our favorite things to do on the weeks off is to sort of catch up and see what the drivers have been doing because often it's quite hard. Yeah, and, you know, you don't often hear a lot about what the drivers have been up to, but occasionally, <coughs> if you follow closely enough, you can sort of get bits and bobs. And yeah, there's been a bit popped up. Have you guys seen anything that the drivers been up to? I saw Hamilton's dog, so apparently he can skateboard better than most people. Um, yeah, that's a bit unusual, but um, <laughs> yeah, I suppose his owner's pretty talented, so it's only stands to reason that the dog can actually the... do some stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. Carol, you were saying last week that um, you know, he's been a um, he's going to be starring in movies soon. So. Yeah, because um, I was in Miami. Yeah. I happened to have Angela Cullen in, in the lift with me and she was talking about uh, the dog being yep. signed up and it's going to be like a dog actor. So Jeez. I've no he's obviously going to be stunt double for somebody because he's done the skateboard now. Yeah, he's <laughs> going to be in the new Tony Hawk movie or something like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Hamilton's producing a movie or something along those lines for F1 at the moment, isn't he? Is he? I think yep. so. With yeah, with Brad Pitt. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I oh, is that the, the F1 movie that's coming out? I heard about this. Yeah, Apple TV or something along those lines. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm more interested in his driving, so. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully they don't bottle it. They've got a lot of pressure to live up to. Exactly, after yeah. After Drive Survives. Yeah. So it should be space. good. Um, and Valtteri Hotass was back, bathing in <laughs> in some river somewhere. Yeah. With his ass out. Someone, they caught him on someone's Instagram story. Yeah. So funny. He loves you it, know. doesn't he? Yeah. Oh, Any chance he gets, the underpants are coming off. Bit of freedom, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? I, don't I mean, think, yeah. you're locked into that car and it's like tight and you're, you're head to toe in like fireproof gear. Yeah, you just want to be And then it's just like, right, just let me be free. Yeah, so yeah. this does not surprise me, you know? I don't think we've ever seen as much of an F1 driver as we've seen of Valtteri Bottas. I know. <laughs> yeah. it's, he's I really come alive. It. Yeah. yeah. He's, now that he's getting his ass out, he's just... Yeah. And he's away from Merck. He's coming alive and putting yeah, some good like results. Yeah, it's like he's freed. Literally, he's yeah. smiling <laughs> <Off> again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Literally, in every sense of the word. Yeah. And um, Hulkenberg, 
who obviously isn't racing for us well, in F1 at the moment, but yeah. he got married over the weekend. Congratulations yeah, to him. Yeah, I heard that. I was like, well, that was that was interesting. Like, mm. you know, because you don't really hear much about their private lives. No. no. You know, and maybe what I might even see when I'm on down at the track, you know, see them, all the guests in the garages and things like that. But yeah. they can be pretty private because everything is so mm. in the open, you mm. know, and even I heard there as well that um, Max was trying to, something really funny, Max was trying to hide um, from all the media last week or <laughs> the week before or something. Max. And um, <laughs> somebody put up on Instagram, it's like, oh, Max was trying to hide and he happened to sit down beside me and this was this journalist. Mm. And uh, they were like, what are you talking about? He goes, what he wants for Christmas? And I was like, what? No. <laughs> Already thinking about Christmas this I know, early. Yeah. He's thinking about Abu Dhabi, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Round two, yeah. His mind's in the future. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure, exactly. The win again. Yeah. Thinking how he's going to spend his dollars. Yeah, for sure. Win bonuses. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the last one I saw was um, the Goodwood Festival of Speed. Yeah. Which is, you know, the inaugural uh, weekend. I've never really watched it, but they bring all the new cars mm. out. I'm a massive Porsche fan myself, and they, they brought this, like, fully electric Porsche GT4 oh, that's to the track, cool. which looked yeah. really cool. Yeah. And uh, George Russell was there. Yeah. Given the, uh, I think, the Mercedes car from last yeah, year. Yeah, 2019 Mercedes, I think. He was yeah. going around on that. And I think Nigel Mansell was there as well in the FW14B. Yeah. So his title winning car, um, which sounded awesome. A lot mm. better than the 19 one. And I saw George like having a chat to the, some of the old yeah, drivers. Yeah, you know. yeah. Oh, that just looks like such a crazy, cool event. Just it does. heaps of awesome cars, old F1 cars, mm. new fast cars. Just Yeah, yeah it's just like... a. It's yeah, it looks awesome. Yeah, no, because it's um, it's obviously a build up to Silverstone, and like, there's so yeah. many of my friends. When I mean, I've done Silverstone once; it was 2016. But the actual week before with Goodwood, like, they're just so excited. Mm. It's all every kind of X driver you can kind of think of, all coming yeah. out of the woodwork in all sorts there. of like yeah. you know jalopies and yeah. everything. It's hilarious, and it's just it's a very relaxed event, but it's a very fun event, and they're not kind of hidden behind garages and everything. They're walking around freely. So the fans get to actually spend a bit of time uh, with them and catch okay. up and obviously see like some really great motors from past yeah. and present. Yeah. 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 I tell you what, it's a good time to be in the UK. Like they've got that on, they've got Silverstone this weekend and yeah. then they've got Wimbledon happening at the moment. Like yeah. imagine if you got to do all three of those. That's a pretty good gig if you can get it. Good you can get across there, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that'd be much. I've always wanted to do Wimbledon, but I've never had the chance. But yeah. yeah, no, honestly, to hit all three would be an amazing target, wouldn't it? For mm, sure, absolutely. And uh, look, leading up to Silverstone this weekend, obviously, it's one of the the biggest races on the calendar yeah. in terms of history. And you know, it's for Mercedes. It's their one of their first. Is it their first year ever they've had two English drivers driving for the team? Yeah, which Correct. is going to be huge. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have the best package for the weekend, but it's going to be big. Um, I always look forward to Silverstone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think there's been so many classic moments at Silverstone over the years. So, I mean, yeah. even thinking back to last year, obviously that was the flashpoint of the 2021 season. Yeah. Things have been bubbling underneath the surface and then all of a sudden they came to blows on the actual track and it really ignited the sort of that Mercedes was, yeah. Red Bull hatred for the rest of the season. It so, did. It was, yeah. sort of, it was sort of like the Red Bull Ferrari stuff up until now where it's like yeah. it's sort of too early to get too feisty exactly yeah but that i remember last year that's when it really started to get heated yeah because you know lewis got that 10 second time penalty yeah which for running off track and yeah i being a verstappen fan was not happy with that outcome no <laughs> I, I thought that was pretty light personally but yeah. um and then obviously that was compounded by the fact that he went on to win the race and yeah. obviously stole it away from my beloved ferrari uh which yeah. wasn't great <laughs> um yeah. but 
That's right, because Leclerc was leading for yeah. most of the race, yeah. wasn't he? And then yeah. he and got him in the last couple of laps. Exactly. And the 2021 Ferrari, for all intents and purposes, was basically a truck that was painted red. So oh, <laughs> it was a very terrible car. That's harsh. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, full credit to him for that one. But, um, yeah, it, I just remember it kicking off after the race between sort of Horner and Wolf, the war of words beginning and... Mm. You know, Verstappen obviously was in the hospital doing his pre-checks and Hamilton was ra- waving the flag that's, running down yeah, the street. Yeah, that's right. Everyone was blowing up that yeah. he just, he kind of didn't care that Verstappen was in hospital and yeah, he was exactly. waving around his, his English flag. But, you know, it's his home race. He's got to celebrate it if he wins it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Someone fair enough. you know, it's, it's a, it, was a, it was a win that he had. So, you know, mm. he was hardly going to bring it down anyway. And there's yeah. no love lost, obviously. And it was only getting the momentum between Mercedes and yeah. um, Red Bull is, was only kind of starting to build from there. Yeah. So you can imagine it's like, and they're obviously very proud and home race as well. Exactly. They yeah. love it, you know. So, yeah. but it was funny because I remember Verstappen coming out and saying that every principal had actually reached out and said, how are you doing? except Toto. Mm. Now, whether that was true or not, I don't know, but it was, he made an, like a proper like stance yeah. about it. He was like, you're the only one. Yeah. You're the only one who didn't even ask how I was doing. Yeah. Like, They're oh, just jabbing a little bit, games, yeah. 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 Um, look, one of my favourite Silverstone moments um, of all time comes from 2003. Oh, uh, yeah. And this isn't necessarily an on-track driving moment, but it was one of, I think, only three or four track invaders in Formula One ever. Yeah. Right? And his name's Neil Horan. <laughs> and turns out he's an Irish priest, right? Okay. So he runs onto the track in his, like, Irish out green outfit and he's got all these signs over him. Yeah. Right? And this sign says, read the Bible, it's always right. Okay. That's up for debate, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> very much up for debate. Anyway, a, a track marshal comes on. I would have, it would have been great if it was you, Carol, and just <laughs> absolutely spears him to the ground off the track because the drivers are coming up at like 260 k's an hour. <coughs> yeah. Some of them were going for overtakes and he's just running up, literally trying to get in the line of the cars. Yeah, no fear. No fear. Silverson's a fast track, so to run onto that, you... Pretty ballsy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or stupid, depends on how you look at it. Oh, <laughs> God, God way, was yeah. protecting him. Come oh, on. Course, oh, yeah, 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 of course, of course. <laughs> but it just got me... Um, I did a bit of research today into mm. Neil Horan because... He was a bit of, like, as you could tell, he was a bit of a character being a priest and dressed up and whatnot. Yeah. Turns out he's got a coloured history as a track invader Okay. in multiple senses of the word. So, after Silverstone, mm. he went to jail for two months for what he did. Okay. Which is fair. Yeah. Right? A year later, he attacks again. Okay? <laughs> During the Athens, Olympi- Athens Olympic Games, he pushed a Brazilian marathon runner who was leading the Olympic race. Wow. Right? Going for gold. <laughs> And he pushed him off the, the running track right. and he ended up losing. Okay. What was his Stop reason for that one? <laughs> I have no idea. The <laughs> guy obviously didn't read the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and then to continue on from that, in 2004, mm. he was taken to court. There was alleged charges that um, he assaulted someone. Yeah. And he was found not guilty. Um, and this assaulting guy's a priest. A seven- I know. Well, surprise, <laughs> surprise. You know, priests being accused of touching... Seven-year-old girls. It's yeah. not the first time we've heard about that, is it? <laughs> but um, he got off, and but he did admit that he was naked while the girl tickled him, and while they played hide and seek. Okay. Right. So this guy's right. a bit of a <laughs> bit of a whack job. So the F1 thing's probably right down the bottom of his list of offences. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally, it's like I thought that was the worst, but yeah, it that's goes raw. I know. Oh, and then 2006, 
He went to prison for a year after police found out that he had plans to stage a pro-Nazi demonstration. Okay, stand-up guy. Yeah, jeez, he's really he's really <laughs> getting out there. And um, wow, yeah. yeah, and then to top it all off, oh, Jesus, oh my more. god, more! Yeah. Top it all off, 2009, he went and appeared on Britain's Got Talent. <laughs> And he danced a soft jig on the show and received a standing ovation and got around to the second round. But did they know who he was? Well, I don't know. Obviously not. (laughs) (laughs) I'm surprised they... I guess he wasn't... um, You know, he didn't get convicted of assaulting anyone, so he wouldn't have had anything in his record. Yeah. but um, That's crazy, hey? Yeah, the guy's had a crazy life. Oh, jeez. Yeah. My God. I wonder where he is now. Do we know? I don't think he's at the race this weekend, so... Yeah, he's probably got a lifetime ban, I'm assuming. Yeah. Wow, yeah. He wouldn't scan in for sure. No, definitely not. <laughs> what but a also, fine, Dan. My I know. God. I couldn't believe it. I was <laughs> yeah. reading his Wikipedia page. I was like, geez, this guy has done some shit. Yeah. That's and nuts. Um, while I was researching the track invasion, so I was just looking at it. And apparently, there's been three other times there's been track invaders. Okay. Um, and one was in Germany, 2000. And Silverstone, the one I just said. And were they um, all priests? <laughs> both races were won by Rubens Barrichello in a Ferrari. Right. It's a good omen Rubens, then. my okay. God. And then the most recent track invasion was 2015 Singapore GP, mm. another invader, and Vettel won again in a Ferrari. So who's going to take one for the team this weekend? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Are you going? We're, we're, we love talking on the show. How it's, It might be too late to jump on a flight. but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, maybe it can be you this weekend. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But we love talking on the show and giving it to Ale yep. about how just Ferrari have always got their foot and hand somewhere in with FIA or, or something like that. And Ooh. so there's this conspiracy <laughs> theory that, you know, they, they like to send yeah. people out on track to help them get the win. What I mean, think? at the moment, we can probably take all the help we can get because yeah, we seem to be shooting that. ourselves in the foot whenever the opportunity arises. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, Ale's touched on it. Like, this season's been pure pain as a Ferrari fan to get the hope of the opening races. Mm. You know, we're, we're, things are going well, strategy's on point, car's fast driver performing at the top level and to have it unravel with the point swing that we've had in the last few weeks has just been been devastating really yeah you know to watch um have you been as depressed as always oh massively yeah yeah, yeah. I was, I was hoping that you were going to maybe bring some hope to the Ferrari camp this nah, week. but unfortunately, the new face doesn't bring any new hope. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's disappointing. Yeah, but, you know, like, look, I'd love so to... So, it's s- all lost for you. There's no there's no coming back from this. It's just hard to, hard to deny Red Bull and Verstappen at the moment. The high that they're on, just both drivers at that team performing well, the team themselves operating at the highest level, the car yeah. is fast. Um, they've got... The, well, they seem to have the reliability sorted, even though Perez had a little drama in... In Canada, um, Verstappen, his car seems to be running well. Mm. It's just, it's hard to, to go past them at the moment. Yeah. I can appreciate that, especially how Ferrari started off. Exactly. You know, this season, like, yeah. it was just up, up, up. But still, you know, I think regardless, you know, they've got some definite power behind them. Oh, 100%. You know, and yeah. I always feel like they're a strong, um, strong unit. And those two drivers are brilliant. Oh, yeah. Really grounded, really calm. Yeah. You know, so, and I think, you know, from whether it's come from their families or, you know, working with Ferrari, like, they just work, yeah. work really well and sync with together. Like, you never see them frustra- really frustrated or annoyed. No. You know, so... I I don't know. I, I I've I got know. The, I've We're got one in my top three. Seen a bit of Leclerc three. getting heated mm. recently. Yeah, swearing to the microphone at Monaco and running <laughs> off in rage. Yeah, I mean the garage. 
I felt like doing that watching Monaco, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, but I mean, that's yeah. his home, yeah. Yeah. right? No, you know what I mean? You you know? Get, yeah, you get let off on your home yeah. race. Yeah. I think that just places the emphasis on this weekend that they really need a strong response this weekend, a, just a good, solid weekend with no just reliability no concerns. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't even need to be an amazing weekend. No. Like, it, they just need to get, they at least need to get one driver in the top three. Yeah. And ideally, that's Leclerc. Yeah. To get some decent points. Exactly, yeah. Just something to show that they're not falling backwards, that they're they're keeping pace, I think, would be a really positive sign to end the weekend on. Um, like, I was I was at Silverstone in 2017 and, um, you know, watched watched them both get their punctures in the closing laps, both Vettel and Raikkonen, and, and that kind of, at the time, felt like a real turning point in that season, that they had started the season off similar to this year so strongly. Yeah. And then and to watch it... Blunder. Exactly. Yeah. To watch it start to unravel slowly and slowly and then obviously quicker as the season progressed mm. and Mercedes come to the fore, um, it kind of gives similar vibes to this year. So hopefully this year is kind of the opposite and something positive can happen and we can say, all right, well, the second half of the season, game on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, look, I always look back to last year and just... I, I've talked about this before, you know, obviously it's not going to be a carbon copy of last year, but... Last year, the pendulum swung yeah. constantly. Yeah. You know, Red Bull would get luck a couple of weekends in a row and then exactly. the pendulum would swing again. Yeah. I'm hoping that's the case. I think, you know, it would be sad to see us get to like Abu Dhabi, for example, or Singapore, yeah. and Max is just doing fun laps because exactly. he doesn't even need to yeah. put in, get wins anymore because he's just. Yeah. You know, yeah, it'd be so a replicas like of Mercedes again and, and that's what we don't want. And that's why I think this year, you know, the change of cars and everything has, oh, you know, yeah. mixed things up brilliantly because mm. it was just you know monotonous yeah, you know yeah. and you don't want that you, you know you want a race you know what yeah. i mean and you wanted to see that like you know it's you know obviously engine uh, power is amazing yeah. and you know the teams as well but also what the drivers can do yeah. you know and there's so many of them there from the same development and era of karting as well like so yeah. and you see them afterwards they're just like oh god did you see that did you do that yeah. you know what mm-hmm. i mean so it still like even reminds me of like they're kind of nearly you know you know, 15 or 16 again. Like, so yeah. it's it's still really exciting for them. And even here, Lewis now as well, like he's, you know, you know, really good racing is happening now, you know, and he yeah. really has to, you know, tighten up his belt and, and think outside the box of what's going to happen now. Yeah. So A lot of people have said that he's a bit down this season, but to be honest, it's, I don't know, it's like he's, he's coming back and, and rebounding back and sort of getting himself back into the, into the mindset of yeah. fighting in the midfield again, trying I to think, get um, back up. But he's actually behaved not behaved he's the way he's presented himself this season is a lot better than i thought it yeah. was gonna go like yeah he striked me as a character much like verstappen yeah in the sense that he's been winning for so long that he can't really take losing and losing to his te- meant to be second driver yeah um but he's handled it really well yeah. and to see his response to last week getting on the podium um, and it was like he just won his first race. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He said it was like reminiscent of when he started. Yeah, um, at Mercedes. So it was good to see that sort of spark back in him, mm. um, because I think we've missed that for most of this season. Yeah, and I think Silverstone should be more positive for Mercedes. Um, the the track characteristic seems to be a bit more like Barcelona, where they were last sort of strong in this season. Yeah. Um, but whether or not they have enough to match Ferrari and and Red Bull on pure pace. I Pretty guess we'll, we'll find that out on Saturday yeah. afternoon, yeah. 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 
Well, it was interesting because Horner mentioned um, a couple of days ago, you know, whether he was just saying it for, you know, shits and giggles, who knows. Yeah. But he was saying that he really feels Mercedes will have, you know, the upper hand and could be the silent assassins to watch actually Silverstone. Yeah. Not only because of kind of, say, familiar, you know, local track, you know, mm. local drivers, but also the layout. Yeah. They really feel it really suits Mercedes and they're, they're, they're a danger to watch out for. So that yeah. was interesting. And it well. wouldn't be like Horner to talk shit and try and stir the pot a little no, bit. No, of course. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's beat the underdog. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They've, they've taken Mercedes' strategy of sandbagging. Remember that was yeah. just the constant storyline. Yeah, we're going to be like, so poor this weekend yeah. and then they blow everyone away by 25 seconds. Yeah. And they've just swapped roles now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, look, before I want to get your predictions for this weekend, but before we do, I want to ask, do you guys have any other sort of Silverstone moments in the past that you enjoyed? I've got one more to tell, talk about. Yeah, go for um, it. Which is from 1998, the year after I was born, mm. um, which I'm sure you guys have heard of, which was Michael Schumacher's stop-go penalty win. Yeah. When he was... Iconic. Overtook a car, under safety car, got penalised for it. Yeah. Got a 10-second penalty. And it took 30 or... I think over 30 minutes for them mm. to, like, the pit wall to be told about the penalty. Yep. And by the time they heard about it, he was on his last lap and they weren't sure if it was a stop-go or add to, you know, the, your time at the end of the race. Yeah. So, he comes in on the final lap, crosses the finish line in the pit lane. Yeah. So, technically wins the race and serves his stop-go penalty after he's crossed the line. Yeah. That, like, if that happened today, I can't even imagine what... Yeah, bad, bad stewarding decisions are nothing new in F1. Exactly. They're, all, they're already <laughs> happening back in 1998. Exactly, yes. Yeah, like... An old storyline. Typical, really. It just it went into the courts afterwards. Um, yeah, it went all the way up. Yeah, the motorsport. McLaren appealed. Yeah, uh, appeal was shut down. Win remains, but in the end, um, they won that championship. So I know, yeah, and do you know what? Well like it was so different. I mean, like to even hear that, and I was just doing my little research on it today, and I was just like, wow. I was mm. like. I mean, so many crazy things have happened in, in the sport. And obviously, a lot more is regulated now. But yeah. you hear so much back in the past, especially kind of like pre-96, you know, it was because of different cars, yeah. you know, different regulations and everything. And it was funny because um, the Irish driver, Eddie Irvine, was um, Schumacher's um, Ferrari partner yeah. as well. So, you know, and they were, they were quite a good duo together as yeah. well. But I just thought, you know what, fair play. Yeah. To win like that. Yeah. I mean, it's... It's yeah, pretty, pretty insane. Yeah. yeah, it's really cool. I think that um, they actually reiterated them when they changed the Silverstone layout in 2011 um, because the current pit lane entrance sort of does a shortcut through the last few corners. You arrive at the finish line quicker. They reiterated uh, you couldn't enter the pit lane on the final lap and essentially gain a position uh, by shortcutting the track. So right. to avoid sort of that 1998 legacy, yeah. um, which I thought was pretty cool because you don't cool. lose as much time coming into the pits um, with the current layout as you used to. Yeah. yeah. There's been a few tracks like that. Well, I think I can't remember the exact example, but there's been a few times where one way or another drivers have got advantages exactly. through the pit lane. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's good they clarify that because mm. yeah, I'm sure drivers would, try anything oh. they can these days any advantage you can get like yeah, yeah exactly mm. absolutely yeah i mean they know every nook and cranny you know there's every kind of scrutineering for the teams to understand yep. like you know it's like it was funny because it's when i was at uh baku mm. i was hearing the f2 uh pit wall 
team compared to the F1. And it's like, great, 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 go, go, go. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like, push, push, push. Like, it's just like... Wait, a, as in F1's more intense or F2? F2. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. like, it's just... More like, intense, but, like, less information. Yeah, yeah, no, it's just like, go, green, go, box. Like, it's yeah. just like whether... <laughs> it's chaos. Yeah. Unbelievable. Well, maybe the, you know, the F2s kind of maybe get used to listening to... Been, they're just straight out of nappies. So they're okay. just like, yeah. they're like, okay, yeah, treat me like shit. Speak to me like shit. I'm going to yeah. do it. You know, Sometimes so. Sometimes you've got to shout at them yeah. and say, I do what you want. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I love that. that. That passion and just like the, the mm. rawness of that. I hope F1 doesn't lose that. No, no, and you don't want that. Like, and that's why I think we always get a bit excited when um, I'm doing any kind of F2 as well. So it's yeah. kind of that little step down. Still, it's even more raw, mm. you know. And as well as that, these are all fighting for a position to, you know, move up yeah. into the next one. Because once you've won F2, that's it. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? And you're so, so close. Yeah. 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 It's it's interesting, like, with all this F1 talk about being sustainable and developing, it's really great. And obviously, F1 is always wanting to move in a direction where it satisfies shareholders and, yeah. and it keeps entertainment value, but, you know, looks after the environment, that sort of thing. But I don't know. I get the feeling that more and more, especially what's come out this year with the new cars you know, they're heavier. Yeah. They're coming out with all these, you know, the net zero yeah. um, expectations in 2030, different engines. It's I, it's too early to say, but I really hope it doesn't take away from what F1 truly is. Yeah, true. Because you've already seen that the engine sounds stripped back. Yeah. Me personally, I find the new heavier cars less interesting to watch and I think the drivers enjoy driving them less. Mm. So... I don't know. I just hope it feels like we're maybe going in a direction where F1's becoming slightly more boring every year. Yeah. What do you guys think? But it's funny you say that because I remember it must be maybe seven years ago. It was time when Bernie was still uh, around with F1, you know, and yeah. he was um, had a survey. Whether I think it was through him anyway, and it was basically like you know what you like about you know the changes of the cars what that and the majority of things that came back from the fans was like we missed the noise and the grunt the noise you know what I mean? is a like, huge you know, factor it's a massive yeah. factor yeah. it really is so it was funny then a, um, a year later and the following year later they were kind of bringing that back into mm. uh, play again so it was that kind of noise where you know it's piercing you can hear it from you know especially yeah. you know down at Albert Park and you've been there as well you know it's yourself you used too. to feel it in your chest as you were approaching the track yeah. you used to be a kilometre away well, then now you're like, oh, just let me hear a minority, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, so it's like that. And I think that's exactly that. You miss that and you don't yeah. want that to go away because that's what it's all about. Yeah, the drivers are great. The cars look great. It's, you know, the tracks are amazing. But that noise is so important. Yeah. It really it is. is. Like, yeah. it's it's iconic, you yeah. know. It's like a theme song. Mm. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. And I think, for me, the only upside of the heavier cars is the increase in safety and I mean, that, that can never be argued against. That's an important factor in such a, what is still fundamentally a dangerous sport. Mm. But every other aspect of a heavier car is... Makes no sense. It, it, it's a downside, yeah. But I also don't really get the argument for the safety thing because technology is so advanced now that yeah. you can test everything and make sure it's like, the cars are safer than they've ever been. And, and the circuits as well. And the circuits yeah. as well. Um, so, I don't know if that's... that. That being the only argument is not strong enough for me. Yeah, and I think the cars themselves, like, they're, they're far too big. And I know you'll, you'll know this well, Carol, because you get to go up really close to these mm. cars. People don't generally get a sense of the scale of them on TV, except for a place like Monaco. Mm. I feel as though if you could take out 
a lot of the length and some of the width of those cars, mm-hmm. you would immediately lose weight just by the car being physically smaller. Yeah. And yeah. you'd get a little bit of that, that kind of, I don't know if it's the right word, but that flickability of the car when you used to watch them in yeah. the old footage and you see how quickly it could change direction. 100%. And I don't know if I'm overthinking this, but like I already feel like I've seen a difference between last year and this year. Like, yeah, they look bigger I and don't slower. Know, like it seems like the cars this year, it's so hard to say because it's still early, but they just seem to be following and like they're a bit more bus-like in the sense yeah. that you can't like dive into a corner and do like quick, quick moves as yeah. easy because... A heavier car means more oversteer and understeer. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. More G-forces in the corner. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's you, the, as a driver, you're battling the car more yeah. and you're less likely and to be able to just, like, pin it somewhere and quickly yeah. make a move. Yeah. 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 So. But even as well as that, when I was looking at the cars this year in Melbourne and I was talking to, um, you know, one of the mechanics at Red Bull, Harry, and he was just saying... Because you think about the tires as well. Oh, they're massive. They're massive. Yeah. You know, like I've got a picture of myself like with like this and it's just like, yeah. oh my God. And then I was looking at the year before and I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And he said the weight now of them trying to carry them as well. So, you know, pit stops are going to be a change. You know they're what I mean? Slower, so it's yeah. the it's the chassis, the width of the car, even the fact, I don't, hate, I have to say, it's a, I do not like it. I call them like, horrible looking mud flaps on the front <laughs> I, I was just like oh my yeah. god like I'm just, the things that go over the tire yeah, yeah i yeah. just don't like it i don't i don't know the aesthetics or whatever just i don't know but yeah, yeah. those tires are massive like and he yeah. says like they're all i mean they're all like going heavy duty into physio now because they're all like lifting <laughs> them now yeah, and so a, i mean they're worried about budget caps come on it's <laughs> an important thing to consider if you're a mechanic you're lugging all this kit around you know big front wings big tires like that that's heavy gear you got to be lifting around all day yeah. and they still have the expectation of like a two second pit stop and it's well something's got to give at some point exactly yeah. yeah and another argument for lighter cars to come back i think is so one of their one of four targets for their net zero is mm. to make um the freight 100 percent sustainable yeah and what happens when you have heavier stuff to lug yeah. Freight costs more, right? Exactly. And it's less efficient and yeah. good for the environment. Weight is always so, the enemy. So you bring lighter cars, it's better for the drivers to drive and yeah. it reduces freight costs. So that's, for me, a clear benefit yeah. of having a lighter car. Yeah, Less yeah, fuel no. as well. You use. Less fuel, yeah. yep, you yeah. don't have to load it up as much. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. And, you know, there's this, I also kind of, not to take away from, like, obviously, you know, trying to get their whole net zero and I get that, like, you know, mm. with the the life we live now and you know you know climate and everything is really important um there's gonna be so much more recycling na- made they want to do like um uh, cut down on the travel but the way f1's going right now the travel is 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 getting like obviously it's more towards america naturally yeah. <laughs> you know even as i was saying the um the last uh, races that they did canada baku mm. i mean oh my goodness They're so far away that from was other. ridiculous yeah. i don't know logistically wise i was like it that's crazy no talk yeah. Yeah. you know i was talking to one of my friends who works in the fia and he does all the he basically does the light panels and um he's like we've got a flight at two o'clock in the morning and Jeez. i was like oh, wow God. and you know i mentioned as well like um half the sky team and half of um the uh, some of the teams as well had to not be there Baku yeah. because they had to make their way to Canada because I mean you worry about driver fatigue there's team fatigue there's all that fatigue so you know it's, people. Yeah. you know the net zero is good but like it has to be a whole package yeah. and we have to try and keep the racing racing yeah. Yeah. you know what I mean you can yeah. do all your solar you can do all your recycle with the tires and all that yeah. and work out a better calendar yeah 
but I kind of think we don't want to lose sight of why we watch F1. Yeah. yeah. A more efficient calendar would be a great step, I think. 100%. Just how they travel around the world. If you're insisting on having 22, 23 races a year, try and plan out your travel a bit more logically, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, the, the target of 2030, it's... It seems so far in the future for a team it's that pushes innovate for a, for a sport that pushes innovation. Yeah, you know we're we're 2022 and they're talking about eight years to reach this target, and you're going to bring in a new engine formula in 2026. Surely that would be, you'd think that would be the logical aim of when they'd try and achieve these these targets. But yeah, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, we're gonna. I mean, they have happens. to have a goal. I get they, that. But yeah, eight years is not that one, far. It's yeah, it's not that far. They've got to come up with a completely synthetic fuel. Yeah, which is going to be interesting. Mm. Um, Otherwise, yeah. it turns into Formula E. Yeah, which mm. no one wants to see. Well, this is the thing. Like, I I've got this quote here because I read it and I was like, it just makes so much sense, right? Mm. Um, F one should focus on maximum performance without compromise. Yeah. Right? That is what F one is. Yeah. Formula E should focus on efficiency and other series like the World Endurance Championship on road relevant technologies. Yeah. So like each sort of series has their own place. Um, and this is what I worry about is that, you know, there is so much external pressure in the world at the moment to be completely sustainable. Yeah. But it's like I feel like you can do it a certain way that doesn't take away from what F one is. Yeah, I think that sums it up perfectly. That yeah. if if F one becomes a glorified faster Formula E, what does that mean for Formula E? Yeah, it's yeah. a it's what a redundant championship. Point of difference. This is like exactly. Mm, yeah, yeah. Mm. they they can each operate in their spheres with their audiences, and there's no reason that they can't coexist. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of Formula E, uh, I don't know if you guys heard, but they've come out with their Gen Three car. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is smaller, lighter, and faster. So it's 26 kilometers faster, 80 kilos lighter, mm. and I don't know if you've seen. It looks like almost a little go kart. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it looks scale electrics. <laughs> very very small car. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. is awesome to see. Like they're obviously going in the right direction. Yeah, the I've I think I've watched like one Formula E race, and they look like boats driving around Monaco. Yeah. when I saw them, so it's good to see they're going to be smaller and niftier. Yeah, um, and it makes me want to watch Formula E now. Yeah, to yeah. see these cars go around. Yeah, I mean them getting smaller, lighter, faster, better racing. It's it's not a downside. I think it just comes down to what Carol was saying earlier. When you take away that sound and you take away the emotion that comes with that, you need to replace it with something. And, yeah. you know, great racing should be what they aim to replace it with. Yeah, and exactly. compacting, yeah. I think, Formula E like that is definitely going to make better sense for it and I think better racing. Yeah. Because right now it isn't the most interesting race to watch and I've got a couple of friends who do marshalling at mm. Formula E and they're going to New York and I was like, do you know what? I would love to try it and I think New York would be amazing. Mm. And they're so the first time they did it, like the car had gone past and they they didn't even hear it. And I was yeah. like, oh no. So I kind of think that like needs... like a bit of wind. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. it, like in lights, <laughs> you know. So I think that change is going to be definitely a, a bigger bonus for mm. um, Formula E and probably might drag in more um, popular viewing and uh, get them up there a little bit more. So okay. I don't know, we need to find, the, you know, the right measurements between, you know, keeping Formula One that as much as tradition as possible racing as we've always loved yeah. um, in the right you know direction but then Formula E I think has to be so segregated yeah. it does you know, they're, you know they've literally got an F in front of them they've got yeah. paid you know what I mean <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's it <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 we'll see they've got four to eight years to sort it out so watch this space fingers crossed yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely look to wrap up the episode we have a little game that okay. I want to play with you guys um, Sounds fun. So it's you know <laughs> Carol's second week on the couch. It's your first week. I thought you know, it's only only suitable that we play a little game. A bit of fun. <laughs> so it's it's who am I? A classic game. Yep. I'm going to read out a few facts, 
You can call out as soon as you think I'm, you know who I'm talking about. Yep. All the drivers are currently on the grid. Okay. There's four. Yep. So it's not too hard. Okay. All right. First one. Has a foundation named after him to support orphans and children with cancer. Made his Formula One debut driving for Sauber during the 2011 season. Member of the Ferrari. Sergio Perez. Yes. Yeah, well That was done. quick, man. Very quick. <laughs> What gave it away? The uh, uh, 2011 Sauber. Yeah. <laughs> He's the only driver from 2011 Sauber that's still there. So Wow. Yeah. Yeah. God, you've got a good memory. Yeah. I've watched a lot of races. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, Carol, this is your time for redemption. Mm. He's the son of four-time Le Mans winner. Came up through McLaren Formula One team's young driver program and drove for McLaren in 2014. Left F1 in 2020 and returned in 2022. I know who it is, but I'll let you answer this one, Carol. Oh, no, I can't. I've got a totally memory blank now on that one. I'll get, this is an easy one. He often likes bringing his kids to the track. I can't. I've totally memory blank. Oh, no. Give it away. K-Mag. Yeah. Oh, yeah. awesome. Yeah. All right, next one. Sugar. Carol, <laughs> you should be all over this one. <laughs> oh, God. No pressure. Won the F2 Championship in 2018. Got his first podium at the 2021 Belgium GP. And dated Nick DeVries' sister until last year. I don't know. Can I give a hint? Yeah. yeah. He was definitely at the Goodwood Festival of Speed. Oh, Russell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah good one. Thank you. Did I make that a bit too obvious? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I needed I was it. Say, I was like... My, my next clue is going to say is Mr. Saturday, which is also oh, a complete yeah. giveaway. Oh, he hates he's, it. He yeah. does hate he it. I don't think he's Mr. Saturday anymore. No, he's not. That no. was when he was at Williams, wasn't it? Yeah, if anything, Leclerc is Mr. Saturday now. True. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't yeah. even thought about that. There you go. Yeah. yeah, Russell actually turned around to Crofty and said, please don't call me that anymore. Yeah. Right. I don't know whether he cigarette. doesn't like the tag or yeah. he kind of thinks that he has to, you know, perform on a Saturday, but yeah. yeah. Well, if I was a driver, I'd hate it too. Yeah. It, it means that you... You're not performing on Sunday. On Sunday yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which is the most important day. Like saying, exactly, you can't yeah. get the business done. You can get 90% exactly. of the way there. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Mm. All right, last one. He was a Lance Corporal in the army once in his life. And he was actually constrip- constripted, conscripted in the uh, army in 2008 and 2009. Mm. He races under the number 77, lives in Monaco, and he's married to an Olympic swimmer. <laughs> your light, your eyes have lit up. I think you know this one. So, <laughs> come on, Carol. <laughs> give, give it a stab. Give it a stab. Oh my God, I can't. I've oh, you've really caught me off tonight. Really, honestly, <laughs> yeah. Just, just picture in your mind. He's a lance. Cor- Who else on the grid would be a lance corporal in the army? You've seen a lot of him. Like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> a bit too much at times. Bit too much. Yeah. yeah. I can't. I can't. Bottas. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> She's an Olympic swimmer, really? Yeah, she um, she actually holds the record for the 1500 and 200-meter butterfly. Okay. Wow. So, yeah, very athletic duo they've got there. Mm. Yeah, mm. wow. That's interesting. No pressure no. for their future children. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, my God. Right. Could you imagine? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I also, when I was getting this ready, I forgot that George Russell dated Nick DeVries' sister. Like, how weird is that? Yeah. It's a small world. It is a very small world <laughs> in F1. Everyone's yeah, but look at Max. You know, yeah, <laughs> I mean, no, that's yeah. a bit funny. That's that even one, goes you know, even there's further, some quirky yeah. ones there, you yeah. know. So it's uh, yeah. yeah, looking after another Formula One driver's kid is yeah. a whole another story. Exactly, and talk about no pressure to that kid that the parent, or biological father, F one driver, and adopted, adopted, yeah, father at the moment, yeah, yeah. <laughs> stepfather potentially, F one world champion, uh, grandfather, F one world champion, 
step grandfather, F1 driver. Yeah, wow. Yeah, so God, that kid, poor kid, actually. He's yeah. Got- lot to live up to god i hope if he doesn't like cars i know oh. could you imagine <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you'd have to force him true um all right to wrap up the episode let me get your predictions for silverstone oh um i mean i, I touched on it a little bit but it's kind of hard to look past verstappen and and red bull they're just they're untouchable at the moment i yeah. think even if if leclerc pulls another great pole position out of the bag um in in the race verstappen is so strong so I mean, having said all of that, my prediction will still be Leclerc because you never go against your own team. And yeah. I, will, yeah. back the I will back Ferrari even if they're qualifying 20th. Yeah. But um, You'll back Mr. Saturday. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Turn into Mr. Sunday, hopefully. But um, <laughs> yeah, it, the, the realist in me says Verstappen and Red Bull and the, the optimist and inside of me and in my heart says Ferrari and Leclerc. So. Okay. Give me your one, two, three. Oh, look, uh, I'll say Leclerc, uh, Verstappen, Hamilton. Okay, mm. nice. I like nice it. Nice boring one, but you know. <laughs> no, I rate it. I rate yeah. it. It'd be good to see Hamilton on the podium for his home race. Yeah. yeah. I think definitely for, you know, um, Silverson as well, I, I couldn't go past, even though it's not traditionally how I would uh, yeah. do my top three. I was like, definitely Russell first. Oh, wow. Verstappen, <laughs> Leclerc. Okay. Yeah. So I really think they all have got a fighting chance. And I just think from what I mentioned last week is that Russell is just... He's just been gung-ho. He's been going. Yeah. He's got like such energy and drive. You know, mm-hmm. I just, I think he really could surprise us. And there's always something about being racing at your own track as well. Like yeah. there's that feel, there's that comfortableness, you know, there's that yeah. locality and there's all the fans. Like it's unbelievable when I was at I'm really, I'm really interested to see the dynamic between Hamilton and Russell this weekend because yeah. I think Russell, someone made a very good comment. Like Russell came into Mercedes he knew he wasn't going to win the championship. Yeah. Or his only goal is to beat Hamilton. Yeah. And he's put his mind to that and he's done it. Now he's at his home race. He's got this streak going. And like mm. every time I see someone getting a streak, I'm like, you're about to lose it. So mm. I hope he doesn't lose it. But the pressure's on for him this weekend. And yeah. Hamilton knows how to handle the pressure. Yeah. Um, he doesn't much. Yeah, doesn't have much to lose really. So yeah. I personally could see. I really don't want to see it, but I could see Hamilton beating George this weekend. Really? Yeah. yeah. I think it's but, yeah. yeah. It's hard to say. George handles pressure so well too, but I think yeah. Hamilton, with his experience at his home race, could yeah. pull through. Oh, he'd go around that track with his eyes closed. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, it'd be second nature to him. So, and I think he'd be d- putting all the stops out. I can definitely, I think it could be a really interesting race between those two boys alone. Mm. Yeah. You know, yeah. so. Especially if like the Ferrari and the Red Bull are in front. And it's sort of them two fighting for that, you know, best of the rest kind of position. Um, and I'm really curious as well to see how the crowd reacts to the two of them and the dynamic between the two of two British drivers in a German team, but for all intents and purposes, British team that it's, yeah. it's based just down the road. Um, how they react to the two of them and where the sort of support lies towards. Yeah, I know. Because it's been Hamilton's track. He's the king of Silverstone for, yeah. for his whole career. A new young British driver coming in, you know, clean cut, good looking dude, just... Is he going to try and steal those fans or is he going to operate in a different kind of area? Um, yeah. It'll be interesting. Yeah, can't wait. Mm. My top three, I'm going to say, I'm going to go for a bit different. Okay. I'm going to go Leclerc first. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to go Hamilton second. I'm going to go Max third. Okay. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. I'd be on board with that. Yeah. 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 I'll see. Of course you would. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't come across too biased, do I? <laughs> 
<laughs> like it's literally just like Ale is sitting here. Yeah. With the bias is always there in that seat. Exactly. It's yeah. Some things never change. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're support, down. support, right? Yeah, exactly. that's it. That's it. Well, uh, thanks for joining me, guys. No and uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure to check in every week at the Lockout Podcast. Give us a subscribe and a follow on all our socials and uh, check in next week when we're back for another episode. Sounds good. Thank you.